Friday on Locked On Goals. San Diego is eliminated once again in the Calder Cup playoffs. We'll talk about it on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, it's Friday, folks. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. So last night was a thriller of a game at Toyota Arena in Ontario, California. However, it was the Ontario Reign defeating the San Diego Goals, sweeping them in the first round of the playoffs. Final score last night was 3-2, and this was a stressful game, folks, for all the Reign and Goals fans that were there last night. Yeah, there was a little bit of tension. You could cut the tension with a freaking knife on this game because this could have gone either way, really. The way the Goals played in the second period, I thought, oh, Surely they're going to come back and win this game and force a winner-take-all this coming Monday. That didn't happen. So let's talk about the game very quickly, and then we'll break things down. First, I do want to point out that this was a designated home game for the San Diego Goals. The only difference was that the Goals had the last change. That was pretty much it. And that did come in handy somewhat during this game. But Ontario just has the better team in general. I've pointed this out time and time again. I predicted that Ontario would win this series. I said even two days ago, yesterday, that Ontario has the better team. And San Diego still could have used some more reinforcements. Unfortunately, what happened was Ontario was victorious. First period, it was the Akil Thomas show once again. He's had a breakout series so far. Three goals in two games. Akil Thomas is not only the Reigns' best skater, he's been their best goal scorer, and also, he's been their best face-off guy. Somehow, over the past couple of months, Akil Thomas has been that reliable face-off guy for the Ontario Reign, where he won over 60% of his face-offs in last night's game. That's a stupendous number. So, the goals were just outclassed by Akil Thomas in a number of categories. So that made it one nothing early on, the early Akil Thomas goal. Then a minute later, Christian Willannon on a nice nifty pass from Marty Furk and Jared Anderson Dolan. That made it 2 nothing Right away, everyone's kind of looking like, oh, this, this is done. Everybody thought this was a done deal. And I could see some of the tweets going, well, it looks like San Diego's going on vacation early. Or, well, it looks like the Calder Cup run is going to end early. Or other tweets of that nature. But San Diego managed to at least get some more shots on goal and kind of wake up a little bit. And managed to outshoot the Ontario Reign 22-19 in the first period. And these are shot attempts, not shots on goal. I know the shots on goal are online. San Diego did outshoot them 12 to 9. But shot attempts were 22 to 19 in favor of San Diego, many of those coming later on in the period. And also, I want to give credit to the defense on this game for the San Diego goals. They had a bunch of key blocks on this game. And that period in particular, I got to give some props to a couple of guys. One, I'm going to give props to Simon Benoit, who had some good blocks throughout the game. And especially, especially Alex Limoges, who had a big, big block. Actually, two big blocks during this game for the San Diego goals. So I'm going to give Alex Limoges his props as well. And you know what? Even Jacob Larson. Yeah, yes, 
I'm going to give Jacob Larson the props he deserves on this game. I thought he did a fantastic job on defense trying to neutralize the Ontario Reign big bodies and also kind of getting in there a little bit. I liked seeing Jacob Larson stand up for his teammates throughout the game. So I just got to give props where props is due. So 2 nothing after one period, San Diego came out of that locker room and they came out firing in that second period. The shots on goal were a bit lopsided, 10 to 6, but the shot attempts, the shot attempts were even more lopsided. 23 to 11 in favor of the San Diego goals. 23 to 11. They finally started doing something that both myself and the master of Defend the Nest, John Broadbent, we both have been saying they got to get more aggressive. They just got to get more pucks on net and not be timid. And John and I had a little DM going where we both agreed, yeah, you cannot be timid. You need to get on net. And they did. They absolutely did. Two goals, one a shorthanded goal. This was a bad power play by the rain, by the way. This was the rain's second power play unit. And this was after getting a couple of decent shot attempts on goal on their power play. But then on a bad turnover by the Ontario Rain. Hmm, this sounds familiar, doesn't it? A bad turnover leading to a shorthanded goal. Except this time it was a San Diego goals prevailing. Danny O'Regan stole it from, I believe it was Will Lannan who lost control. And Kachev, he couldn't keep control of it as well. So Wolanin and Kachev were to blame on this one. Danny O'Regan picked up the puck and passed it to a streaking Greg Prince who scored the shorty for the San Diego goals. And that felt like a backbreaker at the time for the Ontario Reign. But no, the supposed backbreaker for the Reign came with under six seconds left in the period on the goals power play where it seemed like the Reign, they were just discombobulated with about 30 seconds left. And... Valalta was just left outside of his crease, and he was not in a good position at all. You had some great passing from Hunter Drew in there. Nicholas Bruyard got a touch in there, passing it to Elvinus, and another cross-ice pass from across the crease to Brent Gates Jr. coming up clutch big time and scoring with just under six seconds left, and that made it a 2-2 two -two tie. Yeah. It was a 2-2 tie. Brent Gates Jr. coming in the clutch once again. You gotta love it if you're a San Diego fan because you're thinking, okay, now all the momentum is on San Diego's side. They just outshot the raid. They just out-attempted him, as I mentioned, 23-11. They were doing well on the power play. They were doing well just shots in general. Even strength shot attempts, 13-6 in favor of San Diego in that second frame. So then you thought they really have the momentum and you could kind of feel it around the arena that the rain fans were a little nervous. Okay. I'll, I'm, I'm lying. They were more than nervous. They thought, uh Oh, San Diego showing us what they got. And they were coming through big time. Third period, Ontario just really put it to the San Diego goals out attempting them 22 to eight, 22 to eight in that third period. Lukas Dostal was amazing in that third period, stopping all 13 rain shots, and that went into overtime. And folks, you could really cut the tension with a knife on that one. I talked to several goals fans during both intermissions, the second intermission and the third intermission. They were nervous 
Rain fans were nervous. I think Rain fans weren't as nervous. And I talked to a fellow listener of the podcast, so got to give him his props as I usually do. So once again, props to David for greeting me on the concourse. And he wasn't as nervous because the Rain were already up in the series. So even if the Rain lost, there was still another game. Goals fans were more nervous because if they lost, that's their season. And what happened in overtime? Well, I'll tell you after this first intermission and this brief word from Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar around. And folks, summer is coming. And if you want to, you know, help keep up that great summer mentality of getting in shape and exercising, then Built Bars can definitely help you out. It is the perfect boost for you all, as well as the Built Boost and the Built Go. And Built Puffs, those are amazing too. So if you want to check out all the great Built products, then head to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Coming up after the first intermission, we're going to talk about overtime and how San Diego really shot themselves in the foot. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Gulls, which is under the umbrella of Locked On Anaheim Ducks and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are locked in with J.D. Hernandez as we are still talking about last night's thriller between the Ontario Reign and the San Diego Gulls. And how did we get here? While Ontario scored the first two goals, San Diego did come back scoring the next two. Third period was almost all Ontario on the offensive end. Uh, It was almost over for the San Diego goals in the third period because here's how San Diego shot themselves in the foot. Part one. Third period with five and a half, about five and a half minutes left in the third period. Trevor Carrick had the puck on his stick. And as he tried to clear the zone, he airmailed it out of the play. And this was on his own defensive zone too. He got it clear over the glass. It wasn't even close. There was no one around him. And that resulted in a delay of game puck over the glass penalty against Trevor Carrick. That was a horrible play by Trevor Carrick. One, there was no one around him. So he probably could have had control of the puck for a couple more seconds before before passing it off. There was no one around him. So there wasn't like it was going to be some kind of turnover at that point. And I believe he had, I want to say it was either, maybe not Bruyard, but if I remember correctly, it might have been Hellison right next to him or Lapina right by him. Either way, one of those two guys he could have passed off to his right. And instead, he was trying to bounce it off the glass to get it into, into the neutral zone. But he missed by by a clear couple of feet. And just a little bit of insider information. So my buddy Christian was present at the game. And the puck almost nailed him. He ducked under. It apparently got the lady behind him who had some nachos. And the puck flew into the nachos. Nachos flying everywhere. Pummeled the lady. And the puck rolled under his seat. He picked it up. He took a picture with it for about a minute. And then he saw what happened behind him. And he said, now you know what? Like, I have to give the puck to the lady. So the lady that lost her nachos, she ended up with a game-used puck from last night's game. So I guess that's kind of a story. 
Anyway, Ontario did have their chances on that power play. They had a couple of good chances on that power play. And there was one key block shot on that sequence. And props to Greg Prince for getting a key block on a Marty Furk shot that could have gone in. So props to Greg Prince right there and then. Luckily for the goals, no power play goals yet. So then we went to overtime where it was intense. On that overtime, both teams had a couple of shots. Um, There was, however, mm, there was a couple of good chances for the Ontario Reign there. None of which went in. San Diego did get a couple of attempts. They, They had a couple for what it's worth. And then that was it. Because with two minutes into the overtime, Hunter Drew had an easy, easy call against him. An obvious tripping penalty. And here's a little bit of more insider. So as soon as Hunter Drew committed the penalty, he didn't say a word to the ref. He went right to the box. And he didn't say a word to any of the officials. He didn't say a word to the off-ice crew. He didn't say a word to anyone. As soon as he skated towards the towards the penalty box, he knew what had just happened. And how I can describe it, he had that look of shame. He immediately had his head down between his legs for about 10 seconds because he knew what he did was just a bad penalty. And he may have cost his team not only the game, but the season. And sure enough, 26 seconds into the overtime... TJ Tynan scored the game-winning goal. He scored the series-winning goal, and that's all she wrote. The Ontario Reign advanced to the next round, sweeping the San Diego goals. The final score of the game was 3-2 in overtime. That's a tough loss for San Diego. And there were so many question marks. First off, San Diego shooting themselves in the foot time and time again. Both of those penalties could have been prevented. They were bad penalties. Also, I'll give credit to the rain here. They executed a perfect power play. The goals did do a good job of doubling up on Martin Furk, and that was a good job. Akil Thomas, he did a great job winning that key faceoff. And that was a key faceoff win. Then you had Martin Furk, and he was immediately double teamed, so he got it back out to the point to Frederick Allard, who passed it to his right to TJ Tynan, who's beyond the faceoff dot. And here's where I'll give credit to Jarrett Anderson Dolan for having a perfectly executed screen right in front of Lukas Dostal. Dostal tried to look around it, but Jarrett Anderson Dolan was right in front of Dostal, and Dostal barely saw the shot go off. And by the time he recovered and reacted, the puck just whizzed right by him. So the penalty killing just could not do it for the San Diego goals. Trevor Carrick, try as he may, just was on the other side. And Simon Benoit, it at first looked like he guided the puck in. It looked like it was his stick. But it turns out that Benoit was trying to get back. But instead of trying to push Jarrett Anderson Dolan out of the way, He tried to get in front of the puck, but the puck was already passed. So this was just not great execution by the San Diego goals the last eight minutes of the game. That's really what it was. It was poor, 
poor execution. And that was their undoing. Some other question marks into this game. We saw we saw Olin Zellweger not in the lineup. Okay. If you're Joel Bouchard, you at least have to give the kid some kind of chance. The only reason I could understand him taking out Olin Zellweger is because there was a lot more rough stuff during this game. And, and it's true. There was more penalties. There was more roughing calls. There was more extracurriculars after every whistle. So I get that. I get that you don't want to expose the young kid to getting injured. I totally understand that. But Zellweger had a good third period at the end of game one. I thought Zellweger was one of the better goals players in that third period. And that's how you reward him, by benching him. And I knew it was a bad sign when I saw Zellweger in street clothes, so I immediately knew that he wasn't going to play that game. And then you put in Vincent Marlowe. You put Nicholas Bruyard back on defense. Okay, so those were some of the changes. I don't know if I necessarily agree with the changes, because as soon as I saw the lineup, I kind of gave this look like, oh, I, I don't know about this. I just don't know. Also, I, I hate calling out players. I, I don't like doing this. But this is unfortunately where I'm going to do that. And actually, you know what? I'm going to do that after the second intermission. So I'm going to talk about some of the players that were good and some of the players that were not so good in last night's game and the series at large. But first, let's talk about Bet Online, which is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust. The Stanley Cup playoffs are here. The NBA playoffs are here. So if you want to check check out the latest lines, props, odds, all that stuff, then head to Bet Online. Once again, Bet Online is the official online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Goals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you're locked in with J.D. Hernandez, and I'm going to give my final thoughts on last night's game and the series as a whole. So a little bit more about last night's game. I thought there was some players that really stood out to me, and one of those was Lucas Dostal. Dostal did stop 29 of 32 shots, and I thought he had a great game. He was very steady in that second and especially that third period. Dostal made some fantastic saves on the Ontario Reign. Or as we like to say, the bakery was closed. The bakery was completely closed in that third period. So got to give props where props is due. I thought he had a terrific game. Maybe not the best series, but a terrific game. Jacob Larson, he had a pretty decent game for the San Diego Eagles. I thought he did a good job with a couple of key block shots. I mentioned Alex Lamoche. He looks pretty good as well. Also want to give some props to Blake McLaughlin. McLaughlin was aggressive against the Ontario Reign, had one of the better games. I thought one of the better series. Daniel Regan rebounded from having a poor outing in Game 1 and improved that in Game 2. So that's where I'm going to give some of my props towards towards some of those guys. Blake McLaughlin's game. I like Blake McLaughlin a whole lot. I think he was a key piece for the San Diego goals as of recent. I thought coming into the goals late this season, I I thought he was fantastic coming into his own. 
Uh, he was one of those guys that came in late in the season. He's only, only 22 years old. I have some pretty decent hopes for Blake McLaughlin. I think with time, he could be a key contributor to the goals or maybe the Ducks down the line as like one of those tweener guys or whatever team he winds up with. But there's a lot to like about his game. So McLaughlin, I thought, did a good job. And of course, McLaughlin did get a point in this series as well. So yeah, I got to give him some props. As for some guys that weren't quite as impressive to me and this is where I hate like I hate doing this but I I have to like just kind of go there Hunter Drew I thought had not a terrible terrible I mean that tripping call was bad the turnover was bad Hunter Drew did not have the best of series he he just did not Trevor Carrick that was that was a bad penalty to take right there so he didn't have the best of series. Lucas Elvinus, he took a bad penalty in this game as well. A bad cross-checking penalty, which resulted in that key power play. But at the same time, hey, you know what? If it wasn't for Lucas Elvinus, then it wouldn't have been a shorty for the goal. So, hey, maybe there's that, right? I guess. But still not the best series. Okay. I, I don't like doing this, but there's one player that I thought just did not have a good series at all. Jacob Perot. Jacob Perot had a okay game in game one. That game two, that was that was a horrific game for Jacob Perot. Probably one of his worst games that, uh, frankly, I've seen him play, if I'm going to be honest. It felt like it was two steps back on game two. There was a couple of bad turnovers by Jacob Pro on this game. He was out there missing missing his man on a couple of those goals. In fact, if I remember correctly, Jacob Pro was out there for the first two goals against for the Ontario Reign. So he, he looked lost that first period. <laughs> yeah, I don't like calling guys out, but... There's still some room for improvement based on last night's game. Jacob Perot still has a couple of things to clean up. Um, like I said, the assignments he missed. Um, he looked a little bit slower out there, if I'm going to be honest. I, I've seen him play some really good games, and I just saw him play a really bad game Thursday night. Probably one of his worst. And that's the kind of game that you do not want to go into the summer thinking about. That's the kind of game that will leave a bad taste in your mouth. So I just got to, I have to call it like it is. I have to call it like I see it. So just not a good game for Jacob Perot. Josh Lapina, I thought, had not the best series. He was getting beat left and right on faceoffs. He was getting beat to the puck on 50-50 battles last night. He did have that good goal 11 seconds in, but... After that, after that first 11-second goal, it was us all downhill from there. So that's kind of just some of the notes that I kind of noticed from last night. And I gave my props for props to do. But you know what? As I said yesterday, Ontario is just a better team. They, they outclassed San Diego. They outplayed them. They had some very good speed. I understand what Joel Bouchard was trying to do, trying to come to a more 
defensive approach after allowing that many goals on Wednesday night. He tried to build up on defense, and that was evidenced by putting Bruyard back on defense for this game. So I get what he was doing. He was trying to load up there. He, At times, he had Rafferty out there with Larson. We also saw Hellison and Trevor Carrick out there as a, as a pair from time to time. So Bouchard was tinkering around with his lineups through the game. I still don't know if it was the best time for him to do that, but I get, I get why he did it, but I don't know if it was the best time to do it on an elimination game. So with that being said, San Diego, they are on vacation. They are swept out of the playoffs. And for the second year in a row, they lose a first round match to a fellow California team. And for the second year in a row, Lucas Dostal is out there giving up a series winning overtime goal. Last season, if you recall, this happened in Bakersfield on game three of that series where Brad Malone scored the overtime goal against Lucas Dostal. And that was against Jamie Drysdale and Trevor Zegras out there. And the Carrick brothers. And Paul Dorowski, who, by the way, just want to give this little note, uh, AHL note. Congrats to Andrew Podorowski for being the first player in over a decade to score over 100 points in an AHL season. In fact, he scored 101 points with the Chicago Wolves this season. So congrats to Potts on that one. Hey, the Wolves are still in it. But Paul Dorowski was out there last season. And now we see it again. Lukash Dostal giving up that goal, but that one wasn't his fault. A couple just kind of final personal notes. I loved what the goals players did after Dostal gave up that goal. Everybody, every single player on that goals roster immediately went to Dostal. Dostal put his head down. He had this look as if to say, I am sorry I let you guys down again. Lukash, you did not let the guys down. Dostal has gone up to the NHL this season. He did a good job with the Ducks. He did the best he could with the San Diego goals. He cannot help it if there wasn't the best team in front of him this year. This was not on Dostal. But the way that the team rallied around him after that game... You could tell how much these games meant to Dostal. And I sincerely hope that he uses that. He uses this and channels it to work harder in the offseason, to have some good workouts, and to come back really strong next season. I have hopes for the San Diego goals next season. Do I think Dostal is going to go to the Ducks next season? No. I think that Gibby and Stoli are going to stick around next season. And Dostal will be the number one guy for San Diego next season. And I'm going to say this again. Dostal is still young. He's still only 21. Let me repeat that. Lucas Dostal is only 21 years old. He's still got time to develop. I hope he uses this. And he remembers this. And he comes back much stronger next season. And I have every confidence that he will come back stronger next season. I sincerely think he will be the number one guy in San Diego next season. And next season, I am looking forward to the redemption tour. 
I'm hoping that Dostal comes back and puts up like a 925 save percentage, a goals against of under two and a half. I hope he comes back stronger next season. And I love that everybody just rallied around him. That was fantastic. Also loved the long hug and the long conversation on the line, on the handshake line, between Dostal and Matty Villalta. That was nothing but respect at the end of that line. And speaking of respect, just a final note, personal note here. I have to give a respect to both fan bases. Maybe five, six years ago, there was some nastiness between the Goals fan base and the Rain fan base. Right now, and especially after last night, nothing but respect. And I'm going to get really personal here. I stuck around a little bit after the game to say my goodbyes to some of the Goals faithful. And there was a lot of Goals faithful that came out to this game. And I was very happy to see all of all of you guys again. Very grateful. Great say my goodbyes. Great that there were Rain fans that came up to just some of the best fans in the league. You know, guys like like Jeff. He comes out there night in and night out wearing his goals cap. And I I sincerely love when he wears his goals cap. And he just came out and said, now you know what? I'm going to come in my goals cap. We're going to have fun with this. We're going to rock it out. And you know what? The goals fans came out and, and they did. They rocked it out. Absolutely. You know, great to see all of them out there. All of them. You know, fans like Audrey. Audrey, I got to give props to as well. Audrey came out there. You know, it was it was classy. You had, oh gosh, like I can't even like name everybody because there was a lot of fans out there. But, you know, all the fans that came out, nothing but support and nothing but respect for how both fan bases really came together and said, you know what? We're going to support our guys. And y'all did. Y'all supported the hell out of this San Diego Goals team all year long. All year long. And I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So that's where I'm going to give my final props to. You know, I'll, I'll miss seeing you guys over the season, but I was glad to see you guys when I was down in San Diego. Glad to see you guys come up to Ontario for this series. You cheered your asses off. But what I really loved after the game was some of the rain folks, like the, the guys that work there. You know, guys like Mikey. Mikey, who works for both the Kings and the Rain, he even came out and gave props to the Gulls fans. The the Ontario Rain um, ice crew, they came out and they were giving props to the Gulls fans. They were offering donuts to the Gulls fans. They shook hands. Like, honestly, this is all just a great hockey community. It really is. I, we talk about the nastiness between the Kings and the Ducks fans, but if you want just respect... Like, you guys have got to come out to minor league games more often. Just seeing the respect between both fan bases after the game. That was amazing. That's the kind of stuff I love seeing. And I know I'm kind of rambling here, and this is turning into a long monologue, but I cannot equate enough how much that means to me to see that kind of togetherness after the game. So, once again, just want to give my thanks to all the Gulls fans that listen to this podcast, all the Gulls fans that always greet me. You guys, I get greeted warmly by the Gulls fans. Very warmly. And it is awesome. I cannot wait 
till next season. Another year of covering the San Diego Goals. I hope, I really hope next year is going to be one to remember. So that's it. Those are my final thoughts on all of this. You know, we'll get them next year. Yep, wait till next year. Meanwhile, AHL notes in the Pacific Division. Stockton had the first round by the Ontario Rain advance. Bakersfield, they swept their series against Abbotsford. So here's what happens. Stockton's going to play the lowest seed. There's one other series left. That's between the Henderson Silver Knights and who are they playing? Oh, the Colorado Eagles. If Colorado wins that series, then Ontario would play Colorado and Stockton would play Bakersfield. But if Henderson somehow comes back to win this series, then Henderson will play Stockton and Bako would play the rain. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. That could be fun. That could be a fun series. And with that, we're going to wrap up the podcast for the week and wrap up another year of goals hockey. Um, I honestly don't know when my next podcast is going to be because I will still be working some hockey games. I will be working the rain games. You know, I make no qualms or I don't lie about it. Like, I do cover both teams. So I'll be working the rain games now. Hey, if the goals had won, I'd be covering the goals games. But with the rain winning, I'll be covering the rain games. So, depending on when those games are, I don't know when my next podcast is going to be. I'm still kind of just, I'm still kind of going through it a little bit, but this is an important series and I couldn't not cover it. So, we will be back at some point next week and we'll talk more about the goals and we'll return with some Ducks talk because, oh, you know what? We have a draft lottery next week. So, I guess I'll come back at some point next week and talk about the draft lottery and how that can affect the Ducks. So stay tuned for that. All right. Once again, thank you all so much for your continued support. Don't forget that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among others. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. And you know what I'm going to do tonight? I'll post the episode first. I shot a short video last night because I stuck around for a little bit. All the goals fans that stuck around to greet the boys while they were on the bus. And there were some acknowledgments from some of the guys on the bus. I could see through the window some of the goals players waving at the faithful goals fans that stuck around afterwards. So I'll be sure to post that for you guys later tonight because it was a treat to see that. Once again... Thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. For Locked On Goals, I'm J.D. Hernandez saying have a great weekend. Come back stronger next season. Please, please be sure to stay safe out there. Be kind to one another. And ducks and gulls fly together. Fly together.